Hello and welcome to the 27th episode of the 34 Sports Podcast. I'm joined again with Randy. How are you doing today? Hey everyone, thanks for listening. I'm doing very well. Super excited for this draft. Yeah, I'm super excited too. Uh, I haven't, I mean, I mean, jeez, I put out the videos the last couple of days, well about a couple of weeks ago, and I was just really excited. I kind of got, I don't know, I got lazy, but we're back at it again. Uh, we're going to start out today talking about Team USA, just very underwhelming this year. They got KD, they got Dame, they got Jeremy Grant, they got... Draymond. He's actually playing pretty well. Yeah, Draymond's playing well. I mean, they've got enough guys there, but they've been getting killed by teams that... I mean, they don't even really get killed. They just lose fourth-quarter leads to teams like Nigeria, who has eight NBA players, but none of them are really top-tier guys. Lost to Australia, who's got Patty Mills and Joe Ingles. I mean, come on. And then T- team, uh, the the team is Evan Fournier and Nicholas Batum. We can't beat them. Yeah, it's uh, pathetic. It's pathetic. If they can't beat them now, uh, with Batum and Fournier, uh, what are they gonna do when Victor Wembe comes up? I think that's how his name is pronounced. He's taller than Gobert is, and he's a more athletic center that can dribble the ball. He's seven three. I don't know how many people know who he is, but I mean, yeah, they're go ahead. They're they're just in trouble. I mean, they even had Drew Drew Holiday come and help, and he played amazing, by the way. And if, but but outside him, the rest of the team shot thirty six percent and thirty percent from behind the arc. Not gonna cut it. And this, you're right. Two guys alone should be able to carry this team. Two all time greats. Yeah, they should be able to get two guys from the pros and the rest of the guys could come from the G League and it shouldn't matter with the amount of talent that we have over here. Yeah, just bodies. And there's there's no excuse. And I don't know what the answer is. I I don't know. I don't know what to say other than this is pathetic. And Drew Holiday showed up and played great. And, uh, and uh, Everybody Green else had like 12 good. points. I mean, that's not going to cut it. I mean, Luka yeah. had 48. And he... I mean, it props to Luka. If he can get it done with Croatia this year, I'd respect that a lot. Uh, but yeah. I I still want Team USA to win. I don't I don't know about Popovich's coaching in the Olympics. Uh, he's not had the best track record uh, so far. I mean, it, it, I just don't know can, why he chose him now. I don't. He did a great eight years ago. Yeah, I, he was on Coach K's roster though as an assistant for a long time, but. Man, I wish he should have just left it alone because he's a great NBA coach, but he's making himself making people question him when he's losing like this in the Olympics. Yeah, I think with that roster, I would ask Steve Kerr to do it. Yeah, if Steve he's American, Kerr, my assumption is he is American. I would. I, I don't know. I may. I, the rules are different. I don't know if I'd even just have somebody who wasn't like an NBA coach do it. Somebody who's used to the rules of the FIBA more. Even like a guy, Charlotte's coach, I mean, I said I don't want a coach, but James Borrego, who is Charlotte Hornets coach, coached over in the Euro League for years. Uh, So he would know the rules better because they don't let the carries, they don't let the extra moves, the dribble moves have to be tighter, no no moving with the ball, and it's just a different game, but more physical. And uh, these guys who get to the line 10, 15 times a game can't seem to handle it. Listen to this. Damian Lillard only shot 10 shots, only made three of them. Durant only shot four of them, all out of, and only made, excuse me, shot 12 and only made four of them. 
Uh, I don't know what's going on. They should have brought Carmelo back because Carmelo has won before and he knows what to do over there. He would have been a good leader off the bench, maybe some minutes off the bench for him. But he could have played like a Hasm role for them. Oh, sorry, good. Well, but like Udonis Hasm does with Miami, that would have been his role. Because that's really yeah, the only... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm stepping all over you. I'll let you go. Well, no, but that's uh, really the only thing Carmelo's ever won is an Olympic gold medal, so you would think they would want him there. Because that's especially... I'm curious as to who is choosing the Olympic team, right? It's a coach. Uh, uh, because why why don't you want Trey Young on this team? Trey has been all over Twitter saying he wants to play Olympic basketball. Yeah. And, you know... They bring in Keldon Johnson, which, by the way, he's played great, too. Yeah, he was a fine pickup. I'm, I wasn't mad with Keldon, but I know what Trey was saying. But why like, why, why, the heck not bring Trey in? And I guess there's other players that want to play, too, but they haven't been selected. And so, but even, your point is still valid from the very beginning. There's no reason this team can't win a gold medal, and it's it's shameful. Yeah. It really is shameful. I... I mean, I I can think if you had just Steph and Clay over there by themselves, I think they need more teammate chemistry. I think a little of the problem could be is they're just bringing everybody from every team together, which, again, shouldn't matter, but I think they need more guys that have played with each other before. Yeah. Well, well you knew that uh, KD and Bam were beefing hard, right? I guess they're... a video came out where... Bam wouldn't get, you know, you make a shot, you get the ball back, and I guess Bam didn't do that. Him and KD got into a fight over it. That's kind of, are you talking when they're shooting around? (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of an unwritten rule. I don't know about, Bam, I don't know about that one. I think KD's in the right on that one, because when you make it, you should get the ball back, but. I agree. It's respect, right? You you give it back. I agree, I agree, but they, I'm just saying part of the reason why the chemistry might be so horrible is because they've been beefing. It doesn't seem like any of the guys are happy to be there, really, either, except for maybe Draymond. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad Curry didn't go because he needs to keep healthy, but I think Steph Curry would have been good for that team leadership-wise. I don't, I've yeah. never seen KD really step up at any point in his career and just be the straight-out leader on a team. He's usually, he's usually there to be a good... Uh, somebody who can carry you but he's not really somebody who wants to talk a lot yep i don't know that could be a problem for the nets next year because harden and Kyrie and durant none of those guys are like that so well i expect them to win an nba championship but we'll see milwaukee's got confidence now so that'll be interesting but that's not really what we're getting into today but that is another topic that we could talk about eventually yeah, Drew Holiday turned into Superman, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just talk, before we get into the draft, I'll talk about the big trade, well, big trade that went down, which kind of affects the draft slightly. I'll list it off first, just for anybody who doesn't know. The Pelicans and the Grizzlies agreed to a trade where the Pelicans received Jonas Valanciunas, the 2021 17-51 pick, and um, the Grizzlies receive Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, the tenth pick and the fortieth pick, and the Lakers uh, 
top 10 protected pick next year, which they'll get that pick because the Lakers will not be in the top 10 most generally unless they, I mean, you can't even buy a pick from that far out. But uh, what this deal did was open up cap space for New Orleans because uh, Eric Bledsoe's contract was taking up quite a bit of cash on them. And uh, they were capped out, and they're really not in the place where they want to be, so they had to do that. But that does move the Grizzlies into the 10th spot. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that 10th pick. Um, looking right now, they could get a guy like Josh Giddy out of um, Australia, who's a pretty good distance shooter. Be another good guy down low for them. You got uh, Book Knight who's a good defender. You got Keon Johnson, who's a 48-inch vertical. There's some good pieces they could pick up there. Maybe they'll go out of that. Who knows? Maybe they see somebody lower that they like. I mean, the draft's an interesting thing because you never fully know all the picks. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm wondering why Memphis pulled the, the trigger on this trade, right? They're not really contending for anything. They moved down in the draft, and what do you get out of it? I like Stephen well, Adams a lot. Memphis moved up. Oh, they moved up? Okay. Yeah, the Pelicans not... moved down and they got rid of Cap. Okay. So that's a okay, that's an even trade then. Excuse me. That's a very even trade then. I think it's good. I think it's I think I like the, the Stephen Adams pickup for the Grizzlies. Yeah. And moving up in the draft. The Gri- that's good for them. The Grizzlies, if you really look at the roster, didn't have any veterans last year. It was mostly just uh the oldest they had was maybe second, third year players, maybe one or two veterans. But other than that, they were pretty well all young guys. That's why they didn't go that deep in the playoffs. Although they did get to play the the Jazz in the first round, they didn't really make any noise against them. Uh, mm. I think Bledsoe will be a good uh, mentor for Ja to kind of maybe help him with his defense a little bit, which isn't bad, but isn't elite by any means. And uh, Adams is always a force down low, so I like that for the Grizzlies. And the Pelicans, uh, they got a lot of work to do, so I don't know how this trade's going to stack up for them. Uh, but I think I think the wild card of this trade is going to be that, that Lakers 2022 first-round pick, right? Because if they don't do what they do and, and sign some old superstar here in this offseason, they might be a, a, a barely making it in once again. Uh, playoff team and that could actually be a pretty decent pick there so but i mean if they if they land someone like westbrook then well well they it's a different just, story they just but. got a wrench thrown in it today because harrell has a player option that he can either pick up or decline which if he declines it it makes him a free agent and they can't sign and trade him so basically he can more or less set whether he wants to be signed and traded or not Oh, interesting. Okay, well, he's not. If if that's the case, then he's not going anywhere. That's about okay, twelve right. million in their uh, contract. They've got about, I think, around twelve with KCP. Kuzma is, I think, around five. So you're looking at about thirty-five there. I think my math may have been off on that, but it's somewhere in the range of thirty thirty million, which is enough well, to move for Westbrook with some picks there. But if Harold does not want to be signed and traded to the Wizards, which is not an appealing location for most players, that's probably not going to work out for them. Could, though. Yeah. It might. But Woj report, reported that they shopped uh, Kuzma and KCP to every single team in the league. 
Yeah, that's not in a. That's yeah. not. Nobody really wants that. I mean, Kuzma would be a good gamble, but what the Lakers want back for that is more than what people are willing to give. Because yeah. it, Kuzma had a lot of potential, but they've tanked his the visual on him for a lot of teams. He doesn't look as good as he did a couple of years ago. Yep. Exactly. Um, so. So that Lakers 2022 first round pick, that's the wild card of the trade. I think that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think however the Lakers play for this year, that's going to determine who wins this trade. Because right now it looks pretty even to me. I don't, I'd say good it's for both top teams. 10 protected. I don't, I don't see the Lakers getting into the top 10, even if they go middle of the road. I could see it yeah. maybe fall as low as 11, and that's not in top 10. So There could be some nightmare it scenario depends where if, they do. I mean, you got the glass man on the Lakers that is, it's, I mean, the Lakers fans are hoping that he is there because he could be gone just like that, as we saw this year for like three, four months. Right. It's not a so guy, pretty... not a guy I would have invested long term in, but they're kind of stuck with what they've got. Yep. So I would say, I would say right now, dead even trade, the Lakers pick will be the tipping point for me in a year down the road to see who won this trade. But I, from both sides, I'm pulling the trigger on this trade. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think it is, and we'll see what. I mean, you could always. The X factor too is who they pick up with the pick. Right, because who knows three, four years down the road what that tenth pick will look like? Who is that? I mean, is that Keon Johnson with the forty-eight inch vert? Is he good? Is uh, you got Kai Jones, who's a seven-two guy, nice big. What, right, would he be good? Who knows? You could have some freak thing too. Let's say some something like by some freak accident, Kaminga slips down two or three spots and is at the number ten. Right. Then you really win the trade. Well, yeah, but, uh, I don't see Golden. If he makes it down to seven, I think Golden State's got him. But I don't. I mean, that's just my thought. Easy, I easy. mean, it could go. I don't. I don't. That would be awfully hard for me to see Kamanga drop any lower than seven. But oh, I agree. But it happens. It does happen. I was honestly, if Detroit had fell anywhere between four and five, I was hoping we'd take Kamanga as Detroit before the draft lottery. So, yeah, I like that trade for both teams. Good on both of them. And who, one team's wanting to free up some cap space. One team's wanting to build. Who knows? Maybe they'll end up with Sekou Dumboya and Detroit will have the 10th pick. <laughs> Bro, his value is gone. It's I know over his now. value. I'd like to get a second round, a couple of seconds out of him maybe this year. Try to <laughs> try to play around in the second round. We got Saban Lee last year, so. <laughs> yeah, what a, wow. What a pick that was very that was happy pretty with that. decent we'll see how uh, yeah. i mean i've only seen one year but he seems pretty good i'm pretty sure we'll end up trading him off because i think he's got a bigger role somewhere else but good trade bait eventually don't you get me talking about detroit because i'm gonna talk about detroit when talk uh draft talk here well, we're right into it you want to get at it let's do it let's do it are we gonna do some are we going to do some draft predictions here? Who we, who we think is going to take who? As well, of right I've, now. I've got my mock. I mean, I've followed somebody's mock draft, but I'm pretty well. I mean, except for a few moves of what I wrote down, it's pretty much the same as what I would say. I wrote down my top ten picks, who I think is going to go okay, where. I got that too, so we can go there. Okay. Let's do this. I'm very excited about this draft for us. I don't think Detroit. we're going to complain with one. I really don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, can we, can we, uh, let's just get this out there. Detroit's not trading the pick. No, if they were going to do it, they would have pulled on the Shea Gillis Alexander trade, but. That... Not worth it. I And as great as he is, it's not worth it. Well, we already blew that when we traded for Blake because we had that pick that was used for Shea Gildas. But you got to give it to OKC with all the there. How many times do they draft in this? This I think they have five picks. I think they own ten percent of the draft, including yeah, the second round. One, two, three. Man, props to OKC four, five. Well, it's props, but they also picks. I wouldn't want to get drafted late by OKC because I'd be afraid they'd just wave me and wouldn't even use me because yeah. of the amount of picks they have. I mean, you know they can't sign everybody. Um, that is interesting. They're in a conundrum. But you know what, though? I'd rather have some young, cheap player than maybe some veteran that's, you know, you're paying five or six million to. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Watch the they don't really have many veterans. So, I mean, they get Kemba. But... That's because all these draft picks they've been using. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got some good young guys. Though. One of my favorite young guys to watch is Lou Dort. He's got yeah. defense and offense. You know, you know me. I, I, lo- I love guys that play defense and put a priority on defense. One of the reasons why I don't like James Harden, as great as he is. I, I wish he would put more effort in on defense. Houston ruined him. He used to be able to play defense. But then they wanted him to focus on offense, so he just laid off the defense because he knew he could beat everybody just from shooting. All right. Well, I don't think I need to ask this, but who you got with the Detroit Pistons' number one overall pick? Cade. <laughs> yeah. Cade, unless That's we, easy. Unless, unless we get a trade for Kevin Durant. Or LeBron James, or Giannis, no. or no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm take, just saying wouldn't it would have to be. It would have to be just in a top tier superstar for that trade, that pick to be moved. See, and here's why I don't even take those moves, right? You bring KD here, and that's by the way, this is never going to happen. But I'm saying why I wouldn't trade these picks even for those guys. You're not going to win anything, even if you bring one or two of those guys over no. here. Right. No. It's just too our guys are too young. Kate is a guy that's gonna grow with the young guys that we have. Perfect. To where two or three years we have a team. He's like Kate said playoffs this year. I think we can make the play in. East is pretty well a walkthrough if you can do it right. Yep. I mean it's yep. it, that's why I've been so mad for so many years with Detroit is because I know the we've been at five hundred and if you're even halfway mediocre you can make it in in the east. It's like come on. Yep. But, and uh well let's talk about the good things about Cade Cunningham. There's not enough you can I've got shoot, one obviously. I've got one thing I've heard bad about him, but um Turnovers. Turnovers, yeah, that's what I saw. But that can yeah. be adjusted. Uh, That's a young guy thing. He might even learn from Killing. Killing's really good with the ball, so maybe he can pick up some stuff from playing with him. So, or yeah, maybe even the if only bad thing I've heard about. maybe even if turnovers is the issue, uh, you have Killian bring up the ball and then get it to Cade in the half court, and that could be a play, depending on where well, his I, turnovers happen. I know everyone wants to play him at the one. And I love that we're talking about this already because it's a sure thing that Detroit's going to take Cade Cunningham yeah. if they keep the pick, which I think is a sure thing as well, because he plays great off-ball defense, right? Uh, he's got he's got a good off-ball offense he's as well. I don't see any reason why he can't. He's got he size. Can That's why his defense is better is because of the size. Yeah, he can slash. He can score under the bucket, and he can shoot. 
And so I, I think it would be cool. I would love to see him and Killian together. I would experiment yeah. with it because back in 0405, not a lot of people remember, and I didn't even know until 2K added the team in, but um, you had Kid and Anthony Hardaway on a team at once, and both of those guys are ball-dominant guards, and that they made the playoffs with that team, so... I'd just like yeah. to see. I'm not really give up on Killian. Uh, the only one I'm really, I mean, I have a lot of faith in most of the Pistons, but Sekou's the only one that I'm iffy on. But well, His value's gone. I say we hang on to him now because we're not going to get anything for him. Well, but... yeah, you got two years on his contract. Next year might be the year to figure it out. But Assuming uh, we pick up the option, well, you've which al- we will. You've also, we didn't have G League last year either because of the everything being shut down and regulated and all that so i mean yeah he's still 19 but he's not showing anything that's no he's had outbursts every once in a while but i don't know i don't know hopefully next year we're kind of getting a little bit off here but yeah i'm ready to see hayes and and k we gotta go watch a game i'm already saying it we gotta go watch one oh we will we will so plus is kate cunningham uh, he can score anywhere, inside, outside. He can drive. He can shoot. He can pass. He can finish. Has a wonderful feel for the game. Has great defense. He's really known for his off-ball defense, so, but he can play on-ball defense as well, which is why I think, again, you move him from the one, maybe over to someplace else. Yeah. I... And a lot of people say it's like it's like Ben Simmons, but can shoot. Yeah, we can't let him. We can't make the same mistake that Philly made and force him to be a one when maybe that's not his best fit because that's why Ben Simmons is in the position he is now because of the force of Brent Brown to keep him at that position when really I don't know if that was best for him. Yeah, I think it's time to give Killian a shot because Cade, I think Cade could play the one. But but it seems to me like maybe his off-ball stuff is even better, as good as his on-ball stuff is. Maybe he's even better off-ball, but we'll see. He is. I mean, if you get him, if you get it figured out while he's still in the building phase, it'll be fine. It, you got to just figure out where you want him, how he'll fit in Detroit, because we need to be at least competitive in a few years so these guys stay with us instead of leaving. But I think we will, but... We'll get it figured out. Uh, I like Killian and I like Stewart, but I think the real duo we've got coming up will be if we, I mean, this is still in there. If they haven't read out his name yet, but Cade and Sadiq will be the real duo that we're watching for years in Detroit. Oh, man. And That's both, exciting that you just said that. You, they got to <laughs> overpay on Sadiq. I don't care. When his contract is up, I can give him... I'd give him well, like a Jason Tatum type contract if he keeps on this trajectory. That's another reason why I want. I'd like to see Cade play the two as well. Yeah. Is because you got Killian, and then you have both Cade Cunningham, and Sadiq on the perimeter. Sadiq plays the <laughs> four actually a lot. So. Yeah, he could play either. I mean, you you are a perimeter threat, which is what Dwayne Casey wants to do. So I'm excited with that. I don't know if many people have talked about it, but I can't even imagine the Cade Cunningham Sadiq pick and roll with that size in the pick and roll would be insane. I'm loving it. I'm excited, man. I'm so excited for the Pistons' future. So it's a lot, folks. If the Pistons keep that number one pick, they are getting Cade Cunningham, and Detroit will rejoice because it will be a lot of fun. And then they'll be on to the next part, which is the hardest, is to figure it all out. But you got to get the pieces there. 
But uh, yep. I'll get off my soapbox on Detroit, and we'll move on to Houston with the second yep. pick. Who do you got them taking? I got them picking up Evan Mobley to play alongside Ooh. Christian Wood. See, I went with I went with Jalen Green. See, they do need guards. They, they got Kevin Porter Jr. Um, Wall's not a long term for that team. He could get moved at the draft, as far as that goes. And but I don't know if Kevin Porter or Green could flip to the one, or if they need to play Green at the three, and bring somebody else in at the one. But uh, they yeah, got I'm a the- decent team there, and I think when you you talked about somebody playing with Christian Wood. You missed out that Kenya Martin Jr. is down there in Houston and has played fairly well. That's a fair point. Yeah, I'm not mad about your pick at all. As a matter of fact, that would actually be pretty cool to see Christian Wood and Mr. Green play together. You know, uh, you know, upsides with Jalen Green. He's super-duper athletic, uh, lights-out shooter. Uh, that, that'd be a lot of fun to watch him with Christian Wood. Uh, Jalen Green... Um, uh, was the number one uh, rated all time that he's dra- that he's uh, done a scout on somebody Mike Smith Schuster, I think it is the is on Instagram. He does a lot of uh, draft stuff. He's the highest rated prospect he's ever graded. So he would he's good too. By the way, do you know who Evan Mobley is compared to a lot? Uh, I think he had an Embiid like <laughs> offensive game and a Bam out of bio like defensive game. Is what I've I, seen. I hear a lot of I hear, yes, you're right about that, but I also hear Christian Wood <laughs> a lot. Oh, for there it. you go, <laughs> Mobley. But he's a great shot blocker. He's known for his shot blocking, uh, and it, it's weird for a big, but he's actually got really good on ball defense. And you're right, he he can score from the post. He's an old school guy that I love, and I have to admit that old school kind of player is probably what bumped him up to number two for me. He can stress <laughs> he a, too, though. Yep, he can when yep. he needs to. He's a playmaker too. He he actually has a really good feel for the game. So, uh, I don't yeah. know what pick they've got late, but I would if I picked Mobley, I would also try to pick up his brother late to keep that duo together because that I think is an underrated thing that people don't think about sometimes in the league. I think honestly, I think Tiana's in the box helps Giannis um, get some oh, hyped up. That's a morale boost for him for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, his, yep. uh, Mobley's brother can play. I don't know if he stayed in college or if he went in the draft. I'm not sure, but uh, he can play as well. Both the Mobley brothers were good at USC. So recap, number two pick for me, I put Evan Mobley. And I agree, he's not a good a fit for Houston right now as uh, Jalen Green is. And that's who Logan picked for his two pick mm-hmm. going out to Houston. All right, on to three, Cleveland. Uh, we probably flipped, didn't we? Because I got Mobley for Cleveland. And I got Green. And yeah. Green's a horrible fit for Cleveland, by the way, because they have a great guard situation. Well, they're moving out Sexton possibly, though, so that would open up space for him to play alongside Garland if he does go there. Yeah, so it's funny. We just do a flip, so... Uh, and the only reason why I did that is because Evan Mobley's off the board. I think Jalen Green is the next best available well, player. Well, yeah, it's either one or the other. I mean, yeah, that could be. That's really the first flip I could see, or I could not move at all. Um, but the reason why I picked Mobley is because they've already got Sexton Garland, like you said. If they decide to keep Sexton, and 
from Mobley, I think he would play good again. He would play good next to Jarrett Allen, and I think they're going to move Kevin Love out, so that would replace that power forward position because Mobley is. Or no, maybe Mobley is taller than Jared Allen, so I'm not sure how that would fit power forward center, but it could work. That's that's exactly why I put Mobley to Houston. That makes sense. I could, yeah. Because, because I, because Jared Allen, I love. See, Jared Allen's one of them old school players. Defense, grit and grind. Uh, not not a great scorer, but I mean, his defense is worth He's it. He's had his moments. He's had a yeah, few outbursts, so. but yeah, mostly defensive. I think, uh, boy, could you imagine a Cleveland team with Jared Allen and Mobley? Dang. Uh, but we know the Twin Towers thing usually yeah. doesn't work a la Monroe uh, and Drummond. I, this reminds me of a Duncan Robinson, though, because Jared Allen better. is defensive <laughs> and um, Mobley can score mid-range, three-pointer, yep. post. Could work that way, but right. could, like you said, be... Greg Monroe and Andre Drummond. I mean, you you got two sides of the coin. You don't know. I mean, draft is always a gamble anyway. But uh, this year it's looking pretty solid with these first four picks here. Yeah. Let's just go on. Well, one reason why I like Mobley. Oh, go ahead. No, go, I was going to move on, but you got something else. Well, one reason why I really like Mobley is because he, he does have the ability to stretch, but he can bang down on the post, oh, yeah. and that's why I love him. I love him for that. You know me. Old school, big man basketball, I love. And uh, he can do that, but he can shoot as well. So, uh, I mean, from the three-point line in his college career, he's shooting 32%, which is really good for a big. So, yeah. I we'll, like it. We'll have to see. Cause, I like him a lot. Uh, we'll have to see how, because sometimes when that line stretches out, some guys just lose it. Like, it. take, for instance, a Stauskas a few years ago that played for Michigan, just could not do it in the NBA, but... Let's hope a guy like Mobley can do it. Um, it seems like more and more of the guys that come up, and even the bigs, have worked on fundamental shooting more because the new era of players just focuses on that more because they know they can do it, whereas in the old days yeah. it was shut down. Uh, but exactly. That's why you've yep. got guards with handles like Bam Adebayo and Mobley, I think, can dribble slightly. I'm not. I haven't, I'm going to watch a video tonight, put a video up in a couple of days here uh, about... Uh, watching Mobley's game. I've watched some, but not a ton. But I know he's got a good skill set, and uh, I think wherever he falls, the team's going to enjoy his presence. Just to get your blood excited even more, Jalen Green, wonderful, excellent perimeter score, right? That's one of the things he's known for. Who do you think had the better perimeter scoring, Jalen Green or Cade Cunningham? I think it was Jalen Green because Cade had off year at uh, Oklahoma State. I know that. Check this out. So Jalen Green shot 85 three-pointers last year with a 36.5 three-point percentage. Cade shot 136 with a 41 three-point percentage. Cade shot 41%? Well, I mean, he can do everything. I am so excited. Yes, he did. I heard he he had, maybe that was early in the season. I heard that he had a kind of a lull from three, but maybe he figured it out towards the end. So, well, I think we're going to agree on the fourth pick, aren't we? Subs. Yep. Subs Easy about, so. peasy. They need an Easy offensive peasy. guard. Lowry's on the way out. Uh, 
they need just somebody at the end of the game that can give the ball to and say score because we've seen this last year that Siakam had about five, six chances to win the game and just was not that type of guy. He's a great accent piece, but not your top guy. Yeah, I get, I'm actually... And by the way, I would say we we have four tiers in this draft. Cade's in a, a tier by himself, as we just talked about. And then, you know, uh, we have Green and Mobley and Suggs in the next tier. Yeah. As in as in all-stars. See, all these guys are going to be all-stars. Yeah. And I get really excited about Suggs because, you know, you know, uh, watching his highlights, you know who he reminds me of? Russell Westbrook, for me at least. He reminds me of Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey. Chauncey. I hadn't thought Playmaker. about that because he's got more height, more um, more vertical than Chauncey, but I can sure. see that. But he's got good defense, super good defense, a playmaker. Uh, he can shoot the three with a 35. He had 35%. Well, yeah, he hit the one line. from the line in the tournament. Yeah, he had the one from good shooter. 40 so. feet. So I, I, uh, I'm sure your friend Raptor would be super excited to get a guy like Jalen Suggs. I would be. I'd be thrilled. Yeah, Suggs, they haven't had, I mean, they traded for Kawhi. They got rid of DeRozan, who was their point getter. Got Kawhi, Kawhi leaves. So now they've got all these role players with nobody to take charge, really. A bunch of guys that want to get it to a guy, but nobody's there. So that's what they need is a good a guy like Suggs. Uh, but, yeah, that's yeah. a good pick for Toronto. And at five... Uh, we've got Orlando, and I've got them taking Scotty Barnes. I've seen a lot of people compare him to a defender like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. He's very good defensively. His um, offensive game is kind of weak, but so was Kawhi's when he came in the league. So uh, uh, that'll be good for Orlando. They need Orlando needs a lot, but there's always a start somewhere. Uh, who did you have? Yeah, I have Scotty Barnes as well, and uh, yeah, just known for his defense. His shooting ability is not there yet, but that is something most NBA players get as they as they grow older, right? He only shot twenty nine percent from three point land, and he only shot get this sixty one free throw. But those are things that you can shooting is something you can improve. Yeah, things like hustle and rebounding and defense is usually something that you don't improve upon. And so when I'm looking for a guy, I'm looking for defense, and that's why I have Scotty Barnes going number five. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. I haven't I've seen some of his highlights, but not a ton. So I I hate to talk too much about him because I don't know a ton. But from what I've seen, looks he's got a lot of good intangibles that fit the game, uh, the way it is now. With you should be able to switch a lot, uh, even onto. I wouldn't say center, but a power forward. But, I mean, centers are getting smaller and more agile, so maybe he can guard them too. I mean, there's not many people backing people down anymore besides, I mean, he's not going to guard Zion. There's not a lot of people that can guard Zion. But um, Right. Good pick for Orlando. Um, Yeah, it'll be a guy. You're right. I I like that you compared him to Kawhi because Kawhi in his younger years was only known for his defense, and look at him now. He can do it all. Well, I think Barnes also, what makes me think of Kawhi is I think he's got top three biggest hands in the draft, too. So he's right there oh. with Kawhi. <laughs> One thing I wish I could see in this thing, too, I I, I should have checked out Wingspan, too, but uh, I'm sure he's got some of that going on, too. But, yeah, so we got to, you know, he's not going to light up the offensive side. 
in his first few years, but uh, that might not stop him from making all defensive teams like Kawhi in his early years, or maybe even, hey, who knows, maybe a a Finals MVP like a young Kawhi Leonard as well. Uh, you, unfortunately, I don't want to diss on any Orlando fans, but he'll probably have to go somewhere else for that Finals MVP. But um, yeah, good point. <laughs> he, he, oh. Hopefully, Orlando, even though they are not in a good place of winning, don't waste his talent. I hope they really try to work with him to get him to an NBA level, because I mean. What we saw last year with Cole Anthony was he did okay, but he didn't really have too much outburst. Even when uh, they were just bottoming out, he didn't really do a whole lot. So I hope that isn't a bad sign for their development department. But uh, right. we'll have to see. Uh, Honestly, I would treat Scotty Barnes how Philadelphia should have been treating. Man, we love hating on this guy. And I, I, I hope the best for him. But I hope they they're they're training Scotty Barnes like Philadelphia should be training Ben Simmons, right? Yeah, and Philly's got deeper problems because the same thing happened to Markel Fultz with his shooting. So I think that's Philly's fault. I think Philly is bad yep. with development myself. But you, you get him with a shooting coach, you know, you keep training it, you keep working on his defense, but you give him the shooting coach, and this kid could be great. I mean, you I get, like it. You get something dropped in your lap, and you just ruin it with uh, Fultz and Simmons. I mean. I don't, I don't have much pity on it. This guy would have fit in great with the going-to-work Pistons. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, All right. <laughs> six. OKC. I think we both. I got Kumanga. What do you get? Oh, nope. Good night. From UConn. That's who I got. You got Boat Night? Well, I think I did more with this for... Uh, uh, this is maybe wishful thinking for the Warriors to pick up Kaminga. So I would like it too, I, but I don't know if OKC will pass it. Let him go. Yeah, I I, I did that, and this is more wishful thinking for maybe uh, Golden State because I'd love to see him go there. Um, so then he could maybe be in a mentee role. But yeah, well they like to run I, I small have... ball in Golden State too. That would be nice. Yep, yep, yep. So Kaminga is actually, uh, he's one of the guys I'm super excited about as well, right? Yeah, um, he, athletic ball handler. As, I can actually rebound as well. As good as these other picks are, if those guys underperform at all, people are going to be kicking themselves for not taking Kumanga because he's just that kind of guy. I think that's going to be like I think he'd be the Bam out of Bio power forwards because he can dribble and dunk and defend and rebound and do all that. But he's a little bit small and out of Bio, but he's the same type of player. Uh, but... Yeah, I agree. I, th- I uh, oh, go ahead. No, I did nothing. Go ahead. It it would I think if you add them, you yeah, you have two really good guards down in OKC, and uh, that would be really really fun to see. Well, OKC is like building it. a dog of a team with uh, Lou Dort, and you've got Shea Gildas. Uh, I don't consider Kemba into that because he's not long term by any means. Who else do you got? I'm trying to think of the center's name right now. Oh man. Yeah, but they've got a center I like down there. I can't even remember his name right now because I can't remember the last time I watched an OKC game, but I was catching highlights. So comparisons uh, for Moon Knight. Roy, is Isaiah Roby, I think, is the one I'm talking. I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Roby yeah, that, that... had some outbursts down there for OKC. Listen, I'm telling you, that OKC team, in the near future, they're going to be contending. You don't get all these draft picks and come away losers. 
They're building a team the right way. They know how to build it. They just don't know how to finish it. But we'll see what they do this time. Right. So, Boot Knight, he's often compared to uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson and CJ McCollum. And from what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like his three-point shooting uh, is nearly as good as CJ McCollum. But, hey, and then again, shooting is something that comes along as you get older. And, and Kuminga, they're saying he's a lot like Ju- uh, Luol Deng and Danny Granger. So, you know, he's athletic. I don't like the Luol uh, Deng comparison. As much as he was in the Bulls, he was pretty good. But I don't really know yeah, if I but... strive for Luol Deng. But... <laughs> Laker Luol Deng, not so much. <laughs> Still on the books. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's amazing. So I imagine, so then, for for the seventh pick with Golden State, you had, did you have Boone Knight? Is that who you had? I had Kispert. Corey Kispert oh, okay. out of Gonzaga, the lock, the knockdown shooter, shot forty percent in college at least. I don't have the exact stat, but Oh man, I had I had him at sixteen. Oh wow. See I haven't went that far. I went to fifteen and stuff, but um Wow. Well I only really I only thought hard about the top ten, let's say that. But uh, I think Kispert, Golden State's in it at a bench forever now. And if they don't trade the 7-14 and 14 for a big piece, I think they're trying to add to their bench here. And that's why I picked Kispert to come off the bench, be a spark. Just, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, do they really need another three-point shooter? I think they have a <laughs> lack of it thing. off the bench. I think they have a lot of good no, defenders, but they don't yeah. have anybody who can really get them offense off the bench is my biggest thing. Because they don't so, have Barbosa yeah. anymore. They don't have Livingston. They don't have Iguodala. Even Iguodala was more of a defensive guy than offense. But he could give you some points. But the real offensive guys was like they had David Lee at one point, David West. Like I said, Livingston, Barbosa. And those guys are gone. They need new bench guys to give them points. Uh, their bench was their biggest downfall in uh, – 18, it didn't help as much, but they had enough talent to get over it. 19, when everybody got hurt, they didn't have it. And then in 2020, when Curry went down they and Clay went down, they had nobody to replace. There's no replacement. They've got Poole now, but that's about their only offensive guy off the bench. Yeah, Kispert is a, uh, he's a great 3 and D type player uh, who's often compared to uh, Bohan. Bogdanovich, yeah. who I fell in love with this playoff run. He was great. Yeah. And uh, Joe Harris. <laughs> as long as he can move off the ball when the Warriors get their offense going like they used to, and they should be able to with Clay and Steph back, uh, full health, I hope. Um, but with the they move around. Everybody's got to be moving, moving. They're going to be able to catch a guy like Kispert or Poole uh, for threes. That's what they need. They, like to, they need some shooters because they hadn't. They tried to do that when they brought in a guy like Jarebko a few years ago, and he was very anticlimactic for them. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jonas. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. was Detroit's future at one point, if I'm not mistaken. That was what Joe Dumas was trying to push, but that's a separate topic. <laughs> well, for seven with Golden State, I have uh, Kaminga, and that would be a dream for them. Well, I would like if that, If they too. picked him up. Yeah. So. Yeah, anyway, we've already right. talked over Kaminga quite a bit, so. Yeah, he's 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 uh he's gonna be a good pickup for whoever gets. I thought he could have gone top four at one point, honestly, over Suggs to Toronto at one point, but. Yep, I think the only reason why he's not in the, you know, in the top, 
the two tier, like you know, we had the two tiers. Mm-hmm. Is I think his shooting brings him down quite a bit. Yeah. But you know, the ball handling is good, the athleticism is good, and you know he's gonna get his boards. So yeah. So so who, good. who do you got at eight? I have. It's another Orlando pick, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I've got Davion Mitchell. Okay, I liked him. Were... I liked him. Uh, he played in the Baylor. Yeah, Baylor won this year. It's been so long, I forgot. But yeah. uh, he was a great, great there in that final game. Good defensive, kind of not a tall guard, but not a uh, short guard by any means. I uh, can give you the three. Good playmaker. What do you think he shot from the three-point this year? 36. 44 with 141 shots. Okay, that's pretty good. And the that's 144 real good. shows a lot of uh, restraint because he finds his shot. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. And, and by the way, he, that's not even, according to the scouts, that's not even his best attributes, right? Playmaking? He's a ball. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, yeah they're saying he's a playmaker, and which is uh, great for his defense. He shoots 44 from the three. So whoever winds up with this guy, the problem is though, he's only six foot tall. Yeah, and that's that's why I put him down at the number eight. Uh, he's only six feet tall. I don't know about Orlando picking up another guard though. I hope he would get stashed, and I don't exactly like that for some of them guys because they've got yep. Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz already. So I don't. I hope. I I wish the best for Orlando, but I I just don't like it when guards get stashed. I watched Detroit ruin Peyton Siva. Uh, a few oh years man, ago I remember here. him. He was really he was good a little guy, though. wasn't he? Yeah, five yeah, eleven. Yeah. I think he was just barely under six. Uh, but they stashed him and never let him play. And now he's. I hope he found something to do because I don't know if he's playing ball anymore. Maybe he's G League in it. I remember him best because I think he torched Michigan, didn't he? When uh... yeah, the, for Kevin Ware. Yep, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, David Mitchell, he's uh, compared often to Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> so, okay. That's kind of an odd comparison. But, uh, but uh, it, it, I, I would think um, he's a little bit more known for a little bit more of defensive ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit undersized and so <laughs> and a playmaker. So Maybe Utah I, trade up and grab him as a Conley replacement. <laughs> obviously, you'd be playing him at the one. Yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, so there's no. No, he's too small. Play. He's not small by any means, but for the way the league's going, he's gonna definitely need to be a one. Well, for the NBA, he's tiny, right? Yeah. You have Chris Paul, who's at six foot. Who else is six foot in the league? Uh, well, if Isaiah Thomas was on a team, he would be the shortest. Yeah, there you go. So, um, who did you have at the eight? I have Moses Moody, out of uh, Eastern or Western Kentucky, I think. Man. His stock has fallen. Do you remember when he was in that second tier? There was a time he was in that second tier. Yep. Uh, he went. He made a bad choice of going to Western Kentucky. I think I don't. That was a bad, bad school to go to. Did not make the tournament, which is another place to showcase your skills. And yep. uh, was not in the national spotlight. I didn't see hardly any highlights of his games. Uh, he should have went to. At the very least, even though Kentucky didn't make the tournament, if you go to Kentucky, you still get in the headlines. Um, yeah, there, there was I, a I think time there was even was Duke there. going after him at one point. He could have went to Duke, different places, and he just decided to go to Western Kentucky. Maybe it was close to home. I don't know what the decision was there, but 
I know he's a good athletic, uh, defensive big man. Uh, he's not an old school big by any means. He's more of a uh, bam out of bio build type guy. Uh, but uh, I think sometimes you might be surprised by a guy like that who had a down year in college. Yeah, he's a he's a he's known for shooting, right? Yeah. Uh, good defense. Uh, actually, with a look, at listen to this: thirty-eight percent from three-point land. Mm-hmm. This is the most of I've seen of all the the, the prospects. One hundred forty-five shots. So that's super respectable, and that's only going to get better as he gets older. Yeah. Scouts are going to so discount it though because of the uh, type of talent he was playing against at Western Kentucky, which is considerably lower than if you play at a. Um, just a, I keep using Duke in Kentucky or Michigan or State or Michigan right. State or one of those guys. Right. Uh, you get considerably higher uh, skill level that you have to play against. But uh, I think he's going to be good either way. Might uh, because I'm not trying to discount those lower tier colleges, but he might need a little more development than some guys do. But I think he's going to be pretty good in the long term. You've shown a lot of love to those perimeter guys, Logan. A lot of love to the perimeter guys. Well, perimeter guys that can dribble is the type that you want. That's why. Yeah. That's why. And I'm, I hate kind of getting sidetracked, but that was why I was more apt to sign Jeremy Grant than I was to sign Christian Wood because we can't build through another big again. And Jeremy Grant was a power forward that could dribble. That's how I feel about the league nowadays. That's the type of guy I like. That. Down low. You need one rebounder and you need an offensive guy. Yep. I agree. Where what would we at now? Uh nine? Nine to Sacramento. I had friends you go first on this one. I had friends, <laughs> Wagner. Um Oh for Michigan? Yeah. Me too. That's exactly why I had. They need a shooter because it's looking like Buddy Hield is on the way out. Possibly could be the one, the only team that would take the KCP and Kuzma trade from the Lakers for possibly a pick thrown in there too for um, Buddy Heald. Uh, that's a possible trade, but they're going to need shooters. Uh, they lost Bogdanovich to Atlanta a few year, last year, uh, so they don't. I mean, they need more than just that. They're also going to have to move Bagley. And they're going to lose Rashawn Holmes to either, I think, Dallas or the Hornets. One of the two want Rashawn Holmes. So they're, uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, the Kings are not going to make the playoffs anytime soon. And they may possibly be headed into a another bare-bones rebuild here. Unfortunately, yeah, I feel I bad feel, for Wagner. I feel bad because... for Fox. I mean, Wagner's just getting started, but Fox is stuck there on a four-year deal. And it's played amazing. Yeah. And nobody talks about him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Wagner's unfortunately his career is going to go there to get to an awful start. Uh, he gets on a two-year deal and try to show himself because I think he's got the skill set. He's a little bit. He's uh, a small forward, which is different than his brother, who was a center, who has been virtually non-existent in the game as well as he yep. played in college. Sadly. Uh, but oh. Uh, He's gonna be good. He's a three-point shooter. Do you have? I know you got the stats, but do you have what his three-point was in college? Thirty-nine with eighty-seven attempts, which is very good. That's at pretty a, low at on a, attempts. I mean, if he's in the NBA and they want him to shoot, he's gonna get probably more than that. Oh, absolutely. 
So that's what he's really known for is his perimeter. But he can also, hey, listen, he's got good defense and a little bit of playmaking ability too. So, uh, you know, he doesn't really have many dribble moves. He, you know, when you give him the ball, he's not going to get himself open. But uh, he's a good perimeter scorer. Yeah. Can pass and good defense. He, I think um, you could see either him and Kispert flip. Uh, for Golden State, if they decide to go for a shooter, it could go either way there, whatever Golden yeah. State sees. Kispert's got Listen, a little more size, but uh, Wagner's a little bit quicker. So, I know you want a shooter in Golden State, but I'm pulling for Kaminga. <laughs> I'm just, I guess I'm being a little pessimistic or whatever you want to call it. I'm just thinking that Kaminga's going to be off the board at that point. But if yeah. he does fall, I'll be fine with that too. So we agree, Wagner to Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, right. I like that. Uh, That's good. 10, New Orleans. Uh, I have Davion Mitchell going there. I had him falling a little bit more because of... Uh, where do you have him? Orlando? I had him number 8 with Orlando. Yep. Okay. Right. Well, it's actually... This is not the Pelicans pick anymore. This is the Memphis pick. So, uh... Ooh, that makes I a don't difference. know... If this is Memphis pick, are they... I could see a guy like Josh Kitty, Josh Giddy moving up to ten to take that pick now, uh, because he's uh, a um, I think he play anywhere from three to five, and he can uh, he can score the three pretty well. He's in the Olympics right now for Team Australia, playing pretty good. He's actually out of the NBL, the same league that Lamelo came out of last year. And uh, wait, who? Did, I'm sorry, who did you say again? Josh Giddy. Oh, okay. Uh, is he? Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. He's a stretch a little bit. I guess I'm on that stretch. You are right. I'm on the stretch thing right now. Do you love them three ballers, man? Uh, if you get the right one, you're doing really well, and it helps space the floor, which is the type yep. of game. And then that's why the 76ers are in such trouble is because Embiid and Simmons need to paint. But, uh, yeah, for, um, for Memphis, again with that, you can't clog the paint because of Ja. Uh, and you've got Adams now, so you're going to need a guy who can space the floor because you can't have double big down there. Uh, they've already got a big who can space the floor in Jaron Jackson Jr., um, and he can dribble. Uh, Josh Getty is kind of all over the place. He can dribble and shoot the three, uh, and he's a, he's got some playmaking. Uh, we're kind of falling out of these top-tier guys, but uh, these guys could be good. I mean, Kawhi and Giannis went at 15, so you never know. Right. That's the truth. You never know. So I have actually Cameron Thomas from LSU. Uh, uh, and now that Memphis, that that hurts a lot because Memphis has already got way too much money locked up at the guard position, way too much into the guard position, unless they somehow find a way to move uh, – not job, but uh, Bledsoe. Yeah, the, who they just picked up, which is not going to happen. They could move him so, on draft night for something. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if he'll stay or if he'll go. I'm not sure. Yeah, so I did have Cameron Thomas. <laughs> Cameron's kind of a, you know, who he reminds me of. Well, he has a game kind of like mine, right? Which is uh, can handle the ball, can shoot from mid range. Oh, okay. If you leave him open, he's going to hit you from three-point. But really, he's no for ball handling, mid-range shooting. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, you know, if he, if he gets the line, uh, he's going to make those free throws on you, too. So, 
Um, that's kind of place. You know who, who you know who that kind of reminds me of too, though. It's Chris D Paul. Book. Oh, I was thinking D Book. Yeah. But yeah, Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul. I don't think he's going to shoot as D Book originally. I was just thinking yeah, of D Book coming out of college, because D Book really yeah. worked on his game that first couple of years in in Phoenix. Yep. Yep. And people are comparing him to CJ McCollum, but again, I don't think he's nearly as good. Uh, a deep range. CJ the funny thing was is, bad if you leave until Mobile, he went to Portland, though. Well, that's a good point. Maybe one day he'll get there, but he's not there now. He's actually lower than a lot of these bigs here that are on this list, yeah. as far as perimeter shooting. So. I mean, every team, it's all about uh, how you fit. I mean, there's sometimes where guys just don't generally fit with the team they're on, and then sometimes, like what? CJ, they get on a team and they just absolutely take their career to another level. He has no fit in Memphis, so I don't... Now that that trade's happened, I don't see him going there, but that's who I did have him going for. Yeah. Uh, with New Orleans. So. Uh, do you want to go past 10, or are you good with 10? Because I don't know how good I would be past 10. Let's do one more. All right. Let's do one more. I think it's a Hornets pick, right? That will be Charlotte, yep. Yep. And I, I actually had your guy, Josh Giddy. Okay. <laughs> I could see that. Yep. Josh Giddy. Um, I guess again, big a stretch that can stretch. not a stretch. Sorry, he's a guard, but he, he a guy known for his playmaking ability has a good feel for the game. Uh, needs to work on his shooting. Yeah. So, I actually had Kai Jones going to to the Hornets. They need a center, and he is like seven one. Uh, played for the G League Ignite. Uh, can can uh. He can do a lot. I gotta watch a little more film on him. I should have watched more before I talked about him, but I know he's a top prospect. He was they knew he was good, that's why he's on the Ignite. He's already had that experience with playing against G League guys, so I think he could be pretty good. Jordan needs a center. The best they've got right now is uh Ty yeah, Tyler Zeller or maybe no, they got Cody Zeller. And then off the bench, they got Biombo, which is the only reason he's had a resurgence is, is because LaMelo Ball can basically hit you wide open, and if you miss a shot, you're just dumb. Uh, you said Kai Jones? Kai Jones, yeah. Out of G League okay. night. And uh, this is funny, you picked him. What do you think his three-point percentage was? He had 33 attempts. Out of 33? Okay. This might shock you, actually. 45 if it's only like 33 attempts he shot 40, 40. He shot 40. I, if you're if you're picking your shots that well there had to be a high percentage of completion yep yep uh again yeah you're right just excellent defender and really the, you know people don't talk about a three-point shot but if i have a guy shooting 40 percent picking his shots i like that i really like that yeah Charlotte did pick a center last year, though, that I think could work, too, and Van Carey Jr., who was pretty good out of Duke. But I think they might draft another center here to kind of get them to battle against each other and see who comes out on top, kind of Jokic-Nurkic kind of thing back in Denver for a little bit there. Yeah, which turned out... Actually, both those guys turned out... I mean, obviously, one turned out way better than the other, but, you know, Nurkic is good. Usable. They're both yeah. definitely uh, starters in the league. Without a doubt. Uh, but yep. yeah, I think that I'm. I don't know how much deep I'm gonna go in the draft because I think it's pretty uh, up in the air after that point. All right, out of all of our, 
Uh, let's play a little quiz here. Out of all of our picks, all of ours combined, who do you think was the best three-point shooter? Was it Cade? I think you said Cade was on another level. Or was he just... Davion Mitchell beat him, beat him, but Cade was right on his heels. Was it 44 to 45 or something? Yeah, 44 to 42. Okay. Uh, 45 to 42, sorry. Mm. Uh, and Davion had a little bit more as well. So... Uh, what we're getting in Cade Cunningham is pure insanity. I just I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Yeah, you've had um, right now. I think we've had three franchise, borderline generational talent coming to the league in the last three seasons, and uh, I think you had. We talking about? We talking about? You had Zion in '19, who was going to be your new age big. Okay. And then you got a fight between the new age point guard of LaMelo Ball and Cade Cunningham, who are both oversized guards that are going to be possibly, if they're, good, if they're good enough, which I think both will be, will cause a shift in the, in the point guard position to where now even the guys who are 6'1", 6'2", are going to be questioned to whether they're tall enough to guard that. And I think it'll shift to where your guard will become around 6'4", 6'5". I think you could see a really big shift in that position. Cade's 6'8". <laughs> That's insanity. I mean, this is this is far and beyond the best pick of this draft. Easy. Yeah, it's a so, no-brainer. That's why if they don't take him, uh, they got no brains, basically. Well, I mean, they're going to because Pro Weaver's no fool. Well, if they didn't take the Shea Gildas trade, they're not taking any trade because that's the only trade I've seen where if he had took it, I would have been mad, but not as mad as some of the other ones. Yeah, and and think about this. He's only going to get thicker and bigger, you know, as it gets into his mid-20s. Yeah, Giannis had him 50 pounds. I mean, he'll probably add 20 at least, I'd say. Uh, I mean, he's going to be shredded. He's going to be able to shoot. He's going to be able to get to the bucket. Uh, I mean, he plays defense too. I mean, this kid, That's this Detroit. kid's amazing. That's Detroit defense. Yeah, he does everything. He just turns the ball over a little much. But guess what? That's a young guy thing. That can be that can be tooled on. Yeah, I mean, easy. Chris Paul had what twenty plus turnovers in the finals. I mean, anybody can do it. <laughs> yeah, he's led the league. Look at, look at Chris bit. Paul. If anybody can do it, Chris Paul can do it. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I'm excited about that. Should be a fun draft. When's that draft? When's that happening? Thursday night. Two days. Two days. It's on. Anybody who's uh, if you have ESPN, you can watch it. Or if I know a lot of some people might not know, but if you just have an antenna up and you're bringing in the signal, ABC can bring it in too, which is a free over the air that you can watch. Although if you try to pick it up online, they'll try to charge you, which is kind of sleazy in my opinion. But I'm not going to get into. Uh, national broadcasting here on the podcast but uh yeah you can watch it on abc i'm gonna be doing a reaction with raptor actually who's like we said that fourth pick with toronto uh see what his thoughts are on when they draft uh probably sucks but like i said it's up in the air with any of these picks um well i'd just like to emphasize one time again like there's it definitely seems to me like there's a a four tier here Cade's in a, a league of his own and I'm super excited about that. And then uh, Mobley, Green, and Suggs are in that second tier. Mm-hmm. And you call them all-stars. And I couldn't disagree. And then I think pretty much all the way up to the lottery, 
are good, good players, and then there's everyone else. Yeah, and that's my opinion of it. This reminds me a lot of uh, O3's draft, except there's no yeah. uh, Darko to throw a wrench in it. <laughs> Listen, you know how I think it'd be Darko, who could be. Let me think. Barnes. Actually, it's funny when Barnes. I when I put him down, I was like, I actually thought Giddy. Well, Giddy's Might lower. The... I'm thinking like in the top five. Just like oh. somebody's got a lottery pick and just absolutely waste it because Detroit. I mean, Darko had ten and ten <sighs> down in Memphis when he went to Memphis, but he did not fit on the team, and they picked him out of uh, skill over need. Yeah, you're right. Unfortunately, defense is not valued in the NBA, and if Scotty Barnes doesn't develop offense quickly, uh, he'll be out. Uh, but if they can if do if it. the rule change with the chest guarding happens, that could be a big thing for him too, though. Yeah, he could still. So, but I hope I think he can develop offense. But that's separate. Another. I, thing, I think he's worth the pick though for sure. Yeah. Another thing right that now. could throw a wrench into this draft is a possibility of Bradley Beal wanting out, which would also include moving Russell Westbrook, which could happen on draft night. And if Beal goes. Uh, Either Celtics or Golden State are his big spots, and I'm seeing a lot of people talk about. And if uh, Beal gets moved to Golden State, it would probably either include Wiseman or Wiggins, one or the other, not both, because Golden State's not dumb. Uh, but it would inc- and the seven and fourteen, so that would remove Golden State yeah. out of there. And the bench, uh, I would rather them. Keep what they have and draft some bench players because they're still a weak bench. But if they got Bradley Beal, that would be pretty good for them. Uh, so there's, if I'm going to say I'm sitting tight. Yeah, drafting. I would too. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I would too. Um, Beal hasn't really. I mean, he's he's been competitive, but I haven't seen a whole lot of his career, unfortunately, because he's stuck in Washington. I don't even know how they'd afford that, to be honest. Uh, Wiggins' contract is pretty large. So that's a trade piece you can move with. So is Draymond's. So is Curry's. Yeah, but Draymond and Curry are not movable. Wiggins is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if, I, if I'm going state, I honestly right now with the way Wiggins has been playing, I don't want. I'm not moving him to keep that chemistry going. Yeah, so. I liked Wiggins. I just know who's on the trading block if they want to get Beal. Yeah. I don't do it. I'm not. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I if I if I'm going to say it, I don't want to bring Bradley. I love Bradley Beal, by the way. I think he's great, and I was really upset that he couldn't finish out the Olympics. But I don't think if I'm Golden State, I'm not wanting to bring him in. No. No, it's just not. They're they're setting up for something. I've said it before, but I'll say it again now. Wiggins is a better Harrison Barnes, and they won with Harrison Barnes. So. Yeah. Yeah, you have said that multiple times. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. uh, just a few things. Uh, I got a couple more things here, and then we'll be done. It's actually kind of stretching on, but we'll let it go. Uh, free agency-wise, we got a few early kind of talking points. Spencer Dinwiddie is on the market. Uh, he declined his last year with the Nets to become a free agent, and he wants somewhere around $25 million a year, which um, no, kind of crazy, but somebody will be dumb enough to give him that. Um, yeah. Some team that's desperate for... You know who would be dumb enough to pull the trigger on this? The Lakers. <laughs> that's the first team that came to mind. Well, Dimwitty's great, by the way. I mean, he's not great. Yeah. He's good. He's yeah. solid. You know, and, uh, you know how they're going to do it? 
I could tell you exactly how they're going to do it. What are they going to do? Harrell would opt in if he knows he's going to the Nets where he's going to be competitive. They'll use Harrell in a sign-and-trade to open up cap to sign Dinwiddie because they got 9.7 trade exception, a mid-level exception they can use to sign of cap. And then that would open up another 12 there. Um, maybe even send, I don't know, Nets are pretty capped, so... They're in trouble. Mm. Yeah. I don't so know. they're gonna move. They're gonna move uh, Schroeder, Kuzma, and KCP somewhere. They're gonna sell the farm to do it. But well, they're no, gonna do it. Gonna... a free agent. He could just say no to the signage. I mean, so could Dembody. So. Yeah. I don't. I'm no, actually over the last few years, the amount of signing trades has surprised me because I don't. You would think a team that you're leaving, you wouldn't want to give them anything back. Would be my thing. But I guess if it gets you more money, it would be. I guess okay, yeah. but I don't think he's getting twenty five million. I'm trying to think of maybe if oh, Miami, CP3 Miami really wants a point guard, so I could see either him or Lowry going to Miami. Yeah, uh, but, and there's rumors that CP3 might leave Phoenix. He, uh, he might. Last couple of days, I've seen that they both want to sign, so I don't know. Oh, well, good for good for him. I think he belongs there. He belongs uh, there, but for forty million, I kind of roll my eyes, but. I know, thirty-seven years old. Okay. Forty million. I, I would have uh, taken off about two hundred k for every uh, turnover he had in the finals, but that's just me. Yeah, well, Phoenix does it. You'll understand why Phoenix was so bad yeah. for so long. I. The problem with Phoenix signing Chris Paul is the roster was good, but it wasn't quite good enough, and that locks up the amount of money that they have. And Chris Paul, Aiton needs an extension this year, too. Uh, Which they need to give. So they're set. Their bench was lackluster because once um, Big Euro Sarich went out, who wasn't that great anyway, they had Kaminsky. Payne is fine, but I've, and Cam Johnson, a little inconsistent. He's fine. But other than that, you're pretty well dead off the bench. You know how much. Uh, so here's a question to you. Who, who are you going to pay more this year, Chris Paul or Spencer Dimway? Long term, I'd pay Dinwiddie because Chris Paul's. Well, see, their contracts are different, so that's hard to tell. I guess right. I would pay Chris Paul because his output is more. Because he only wants two years, and then you're done with him. Dinwiddie's gonna want five, so you better hope you like him when you get him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Chris Paul is a better move. I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough. You're right. Miami could Lakers if they don't land, uh, you know, Westbrook or or. Well, who else have the Lakers been talks with? Yeah, I don't. I don't see Spencer making that much. Though. Not to be. I'm not trying to be just mean or anything, but the only guys the Lakers have had in their in their viewpoint that's been realistic that I've seen are washed up three point shooters, and that's it. That's like a Wesley Matthews, a it just guys that are past their prime that aren't aren't gonna help them a ton. I don't. I just don't. LeBron's not the dead set guy that's going to win the championship. So why would you go there anymore? Is part of my thing. That's what he wants. He just wants guys to park themselves on the three. Remember, remember how he begged for Kyle Korver. Uh, uh, he wanted J. He he asked for J.R. Smith. Think about that. Well, yeah, <laughs> but J.R. actually produced. Yeah, I know. When but that's they brought what... in Korver, he was pretty well non-existent. But it did take what... it did take Atlanta out of the question though when they did bring in Korver. LeBron wants guys to sit on the, the line 
And by the way, he's not driving nearly as much as he used to, but that's what he wants. So when he drives, yeah. he can kick it up to that's three ball. That's when he was the best. He's ruined his chance a few times, I think, where he has shot too much. But yeah, so right, he's 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 shooting more. And he's not driving as much, and that's why. And that's because he's older. It just happens. I don't know how many times I've wanted to throw something at my TV where the defender does not get when he looks down at his at his foot. When on his at his right foot when he's ready to shoot and then he shoots how you don't know to guard that because the only time he does it is when he's ready to shoot you should know that watch film yep I mean I don't overplay him so, so what the help defenders come in there he never shoots him in range well Spencer shoots a little bit too so again I could see him going to L A yeah if they don't get who they want Russell Westbrook is a bad trade uh, I agree if, that if doesn't, he doesn't fit in. their team at all no three ball. It didn't work in. Yeah. It didn't work with the Rockets when they needed the three point, and they had a bunch of shooters around him. So it's right. not gonna work in L.A. Lowry yeah. could be interesting for them. Um, so, but yeah, we're kind of dragging on here. I think we'll forget whatever else I was gonna talk about, but we'll end it here. It's dragged on quite long enough. Uh, I don't want people falling asleep listening to it, but yeah. Draft is Thursday night. I'm going to probably... Who am I going to watch tonight? I'll watch Green. I'll watch Mobley. And I'll watch Kamanga tonight. I'll try to get at least one to two uploaded tomorrow. I might just stay up tonight and try to get them thrown out. I'll throw this <laughs> out tonight. Um, and uh, But, yeah. Any last things? Anything else? Yeah. I love Mobley. Old school center. But he can shoot, too. A little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get the league pass ready next year. I'll be watching more games. I was kind of... I wanted to watch more Pels games, but I couldn't stand Stan Vance. So. Uh, but this year, I'll watch more games. But, yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's been a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, thank you guys for watching. If you're on YouTube, I know it's a little late, but like and subscribe. If you're on the podcast platforms, thank you for watching. Uh, have a nice week.